several announcements next week. We already begin Holy Week, and so we will have the blessing and procession of palms, followed by Holy Mass uh, next Sunday at 11 o'clock. The rest of the Holy Week schedule is printed in the bulletin. The hours may seem a bit strange, but we have to do what we can uh, to accommodate the parish ceremonies as well. One note, Holy Saturday's vigil seems quite early, um, but uh, the Institute has received the express permission from the Holy See to make use of the pre-Boutninian reformed liturgies of Holy Week. And according to the rubrics of those ceremonies, uh, the Easter vigil is not at night, but during the day, so we're not violating any liturgical law, so don't be concerned about that. A less pleasant announcement last week, there were several dirty diapers found downstairs uh, in the hall, uh, and it's certain that they came from people that assist at this Mass because there are very few children at the other Mass, and so um, Parents, please be vigilant and responsible and dispose of things in a suitable manner. Nobody likes to find things like that laying around. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of his death, for the redemption of transgression, they that are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear friends, we find ourselves already in Passion Tide. Traditionally, the last two weeks of Lent are dedicated to the Passion of the Savior. The first part of Lent, we have been focusing on ourselves, looking into the depths of our own souls, examining our consciences, doing penance for our many sins. At least, hopefully, that is what we have been doing since Ash Wednesday. With this Sunday, however, our gaze turns. With each liturgical year, we accompany our Divine Master from the crib, through his life, to the cross, and to his resurrection. Today, we accompany our Jesus to the Holy City. We see before us the scene of our Savior's agony, the upper room, the garden of Gethsemane, the tribunal of the Sanhedrin, the praetorium, and further on in the distance, the barren Mount of Calvary outside the city walls and the stark cross on which just a few days hence he shall offer himself for our redemption. Now our thoughts turn from ourselves to our Lord. We have seen what the horrific effect of sin has been on us. Now we look and see, and our souls should be rattled to the core as we see what sorrow and tears and agony our sinfulness have brought on the Son of God. Today's liturgy strikes a somber note as our Mother the Church leads us by example. Already she begins mourning over her beloved spouse. From now until Easter, she will omit the great phrase, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, from a greater part of her prayers. Most strikingly, she veils from the eyes of her children the cross itself. 
just as Christ hid himself from the Jews at the end of today's gospel, for his hour has not yet come. Yet despite the fact that the cross is veiled, the mystery of the cross shines forth as we sing in the Vespers hymn of Passion Tide. The cross indeed expresses a very great mystery, even though it be veiled too often to our eyes, like those of the Jews who persecuted Jesus. What is this veil which obscures the cross of Jesus Christ and makes his sorrowful passion vain? O oh, dear faithful, is it not our own sins? What caused him that hour of agony and the sweat of blood in the Garden of Olives? Our sins and the terrible thought that the passion he was about to undergo would be useless for a great number of the human race. What plated the crown of thorns and forced those sharp barbs deep into his sacred head? Our own selfish pride. What drove the nails through his hands and feet, fixing them to the tree of the cross? Our wicked deeds and our wanderings from the path of duty. What parched his tongue with such burning thirst? Our shameless indulgence in idle conversations, gossip, and complaining. What pointed the spear of the impious Roman soldier and thrust it deep into his sacred side, piercing his most sacred heart, from which flowed the torrent of his precious blood, our inordinate appetites and passions, our sinful lust. As often as we sin, we crucify our Lord anew. If we have not made a good Lent, if we have been lazy about our resolutions and seriously reforming our lives, Fortunately, there is still time. May we not be like the crowds of the Jews in today's gospel who resist so long the sweet calls of the Savior, who are obstinate in their sin and completely blind to the divine reality before them. Every day throughout Passion Tide, Holy Church will pray in the breviary the phrase, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. One movement of our sinful hearts, one authentic act of contrition would be enough. It would have been enough for the Jews then. Yet they persisted in their obduracy and rage. They are so blinded that the arguments they propose against the Messiah are not even rational. We too, if we persist in grave sin and presume on his mercy, shall be lost, just as they. No, dear friends, let us not be like them. Allow the mystery of the cross to shine forth in all of its splendor and glory. Our Lord and God has offered himself to the Father on the altar of the cross so that by means of his death he might accomplish our eternal redemption. St. Paul tells us in today's epistle, but Christ being come a high priest of the good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation, neither by the blood of goats 
or of calves, but by his own blood, entered once into the Holy of Holies, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and of oxen and the ashes of a heifer being sprinkled sanctify such as are defiled to the cleansing of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who by the Holy Ghost offered himself unspotted unto God, cleanse our consciences from dead works to serve the living God. Let not the blood of Christ be shed in vain for you. May we do our best with the help of his grace to reform our lives, that our thoughts, words, and actions be in accordance with his divine teaching and decrees. May we be docile to the promptings of the Holy Ghost who constantly calls us to an ever deeper conversion. Let us do our own part as well to pray for the conversion of the most hardened sinners, for Christ has died for them as well. May Mary Immaculate, the refuge of sinners and the mother of sorrows, lead us down the Via Dolorosa so that we might pass from the cross to the glory of the resurrection. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.